Welcome to the Over the Teacups podcast. My name's Bella and I'm so happy you're here today. Please join me for a cup of tea or coffee as we talk about the important things of life, the Bible, theology and living a life that honours God. Today on the podcast, we are doing something a little bit different. We are having our very first guest on the show. So I'm hoping that you know, every few episodes um, to invite a guest on so they can talk about something that they're passionate about, something that they know. And I'm so happy to welcome on my first guest, my lovely friend, Amber Durgan. Amber and I met a few years ago on Instagram. Um, she lives in America, I'm in Australia, but the wonders of social media means we can connect up. And we've collaborated on a whole range of things. We've done guest posts for each other. And we even spoke at the same conference last year, Women Living Redeemed. And I'm going to talk more about that in the later episodes because we're both going to be speaking on it this year as well, but more on that later. <laughs> Today, Amber is talking all about abundant life, what it is, what the Bible says about it, and why it is very different to the prosperity gospel. So let's get started. Here's my interview with Amber Durgan. Hi, Amber. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and thank you for being my very first guest. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, and I was um, one of the guests on your podcast last year. So, yeah, it's so exciting that you can join me here now. You were. It's like a full circle moment. Yes. First of all, um, would you please let us know a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Who's in your family? And what does life look like for you? All right. Well, my name is Amber Durgan, and I, if you are one of those friends in Australia, can probably tell I have an American accent. I am from Montana. Um, I live with my husband, Lance, and our two young sons, one who is six and a half, that half at that age is important, and then our little four-year-old, and I homeschool them. I run a ministry called Cultivating Jewels. And just really have a heart to see women running to the Lord and getting to know Him and the abundant life He offers. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I love that we are both boy mamas. And my boys are three and a half and one and a half. So I do know that half is very important. <laughs> so I've asked you on the podcast to talk about a topic that I know is very important and close to your heart. And that's abundant life. So could you give us an overview of what abundant life is? Where do we find this idea in the Bible? For sure. So the word abundant in the Greek is person. I hope I'm saying that right. It means exceedingly, very highly, beyond measure, more, superfluous, a quantity so abundant as to be considerably more than what one would expect or anticipate. So we can think of our cups, right? We hear a lot about our cups, whether they're half empty or half full. This is a cup that is so full that it is overflowing. This idea um, 
is found and all over the Bible. You can find abundance all over the Bible because Jesus himself is abundance. Um, the verse that I always go back to, though, is John 10.10, 10, which is the verse that tells us Jesus came to give us abundance. He came to give us a full life. Whereas, in contrast to the enemy, Satan, came to steal, kill, and destroy. So I think of abundance as Christians. I just said Jesus is our abundance. He is abundance in himself. Um, our calling as Christians is not to live into a prosperity gospel. I think the world's idea of abundance is quite different than ours, should be quite different, just like everything is. As a Christian, we are separated from the world. Um, but our calling is to put our treasure in heaven, just like Matthew six twenty one. I have it here. Let me find it. It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Our treasures in heaven. Um, and so that just goes into also Psalm 37 4, where it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Our desires as Christians are to be solely set on Christ. We're not talking an abundance of money, an abundance of riches. And I think it's important in talking about all this to make the distinction. That even though we're not talking about an abundance of earthly riches, we serve God the Father, who is the giver of all good gifts. He is not going to hold out blessings on us when we are living, walking by the Spirit as we should. He wants to bless us. He longs to bless us. Um, so that's just kind of an overview of what abundance is. And then you ask, where it can be found in the Bible. And as I said, Jesus is on every page of the Bible. So therefore, Jesus himself being abundance is on every page of the Bible. Some verses you can find it in, though, are that of John 10.10, 10, Psalm 37.4, 1 Corinthians 2.9, and Ephesians 3.20. Oh, that is amazing just to see how yeah, abundance comes through the whole Bible. And it's such a wonderful concept. So what does it look like for Christians to have abundant life? I think it means, like, as I said, it's separating from the world. We are to be distinct from the world. Right now we look at the world. The world is full of fear. The world is full of division. The world is full of hustling, trying to get things done quickly. We're climbing corporate ladders. That's not the life God has for us. He wants us to rest in green pastures. He's our shepherd. We read that in Psalm 23. He wants us to strive less, to be able to enjoy life, to slow down and enjoy the blessings he has us, given us. There's no point in him giving us blessings if we are so busy trying to yearn after an earthly blessing. Um, so it just means... Just really the concept, we could use the concept of Psalm 23, as I said, and just knowing that he is our shepherd and that he is going to take care of us. Now, this does not mean we are never going to face a problem. We see in that psalm, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death at times. God is leading us through that valley, though. He's never leaving us alone. Um, the two greatest commandments 
our love of God and love of others. So with the fact that God's never leaving us alone, the other part of that is community. Community is huge. Just like you and I, Bella, are in community, we're in a friendship, we have a community of other writers we connect with. It's important to have both of those pieces, I would say, for experiencing true abundant life. Yeah, and it really does come down to relationship, doesn't it? And Yeah, so I've, you've touched on this a little bit already, but are there any misconceptions that people sometimes have about abundant life? For sure. I think that, again, the prosperity gospel, there is a whole sect of Christians that think that if we say a certain prayer or if we live our life a certain way, that God is going to pour down mansions and sports cars and you name it on us. And that's not even close to being the type of abundance that is actually pictured in the Bible. I will share a personal story of just walking through infertility. We had a miscarriage last May, and we have not been able to get pregnant again, but just the presence of God walking through that quote-unquote valley of death Mm. and how people that believe the prosperity gospel, that wouldn't be part of their world. Like, you don't do that when you're in prosperity gospel, right? Everything's supposed to be rainbows and butterflies. But how in this valley of death I have experienced, my family has experienced, his presence has been so close. It just goes to show that there's no, you cannot hold up prosperity gospel and say it's the same thing as Christian abundance. Mm, absolutely, yeah. And then also, um, God does not dangle things in front of us for us to chase and pull away. So think of like the cartoons where you see like a carrot on a string and then <laughs> yeah. the cartoon character gets up and pulls it away. That's not God. He has a plan for us. And again, if we will delight ourselves in him, we will get to know that plan. We will walk it by the spirit. And it might not be in our timing. I didn't think back in May that it would take this long to get pregnant. But I know that God has, just an example, a plan to grow our family. Whether that's in my timing, it's not. But I keep walking after him and he's blessing. Even things that aren't related to that baby in this season of my life. He's blessing so much right here in this valley that I don't want to be in. But it's still abundant because he is here. Yeah, so I love how you've started to share your story about what abundance has looked like for you. And I was wondering if you could share a little bit more about that. Now, how has growing to understand God's abundance shaped your own life? So this kind of goes back way further than what I just shared. But yes, yeah. back in 2007, I met a family, um, a family named Wood. And when I first walked into their home, I was friends with their daughter, so I walked into their home, and I never felt such a tangible presence of God. I've known a lot of other strong Christian families, but there was, I don't know, there was something different about this house that you can really feel God. And I asked, I was like, what, what's, what's going on here? I want this in my life. Like what, mm-hmm. how do you get such a tangible presence of God? And, um, my now mentor, Mrs. Joseph Wood, taught me the concept of abundance and how, as Ephesians 3.20 says, and other verses in the Bible, God's working everything together. Even, I mean, we type this theme into abundance, a whole podcast interview, even that shadow of death, that valley of death, he uses that for his glory and our good. So just 
my life has been shaped, I would say, because of that mentor showing me what abundance is and then being able to walk into God's promises mm. and abundance in my own life. Yeah, I think it really does show how important it is to be in Christian community and to be growing alongside other Christians, to be encouraged and mentored. Yes, it's so important. I can't, that's one of the things I talk a lot about in my ministry, as you know, Bella, is that community piece and that friendship piece. Yes, yes. It's so, like, we cannot leave that out of our faith. I think sometimes, I mean, obviously, yes, God is most important. I'm not saying he's not, but I think sometimes we forget there's a second commandment of the two greatest commandments. Yes, so to love others, to be in community with others and... Yeah, and I guess through that we encourage each other to love God more and to live, to live out that abundant life. Yeah, for sure. I was just thinking, just even like of knowing your ministry and finding how you teach women to find Jesus on every page of the Bible. Yes, yeah. That's not something I do personally in my ministry, but that's something that's blessed me because you have a ministry. I think of our friend Becca, who talks a lot about hospitality. Just all these people that God puts in our life makes it so much richer. Yes, absolutely. It reminds me of, you know, like that passage in 1 Corinthians, which talks about, you know, the different parts of the body that all come together to build each other up. And yeah, so sort of on those lines, um, what advice would you give for women seeking God's abundance in their own lives? What's some practical advice that you could give? I don't think it's necessary for us to go out and seek it. Like, we don't have to, if it's not like a destination we're going to arrive in, right? I think that we pray and we get to know the uh, man of abundance himself, the God of abundance himself, Jesus. And we just, it's something we live into, it's something we grow into. Being in our words every day, being in, excuse me, the word every day. Yes, yeah. Communicating with other Christians walking by the Spirit, ministering to others. Uh, even it can be found in ministering to people that aren't Christian because then we are sharing abundance with them. Mm. I'm going to use the word in that, how I just said that abundance would be synonymous with Jesus. We're sharing Jesus, we're sharing abundance with them. So like I said, it's just a, it's a gift that we grow into as we grow in our Christian life. I can start way back in 2007 when I was saved to today and it's just a journey of growing in abundance. I didn't hardly even understand what abundance was and now it's my ministry. It's what I share with others. Yeah, that's so amazing. It's just a whole life thing, isn't it? To be walking in that abundance and I guess knowing Jesus, you know, means you know, growing in that abundant life, doesn't it? For sure, yes. So Amber, thank you so much for sharing your message today. And I know I've been very encouraged by it, and I'm sure my listeners have too. And um, before we wrap up, I'd like to do just a few get-to-know-you questions, because I always think these are so fun to listen to on other podcasts, such as your own. So if you could meet any person from the Bible, apart from Jesus, who would it be? There's so many good ones to narrow it down. Let's see. Oh, I know. I would say yes. Esther. Oh, just wow. Yes. Of her story. I love her story and how, I mean, we see the abundance even in that. Her yes. story of living into bravery and for such a time as this and the calling that was placed on her life to be brave and to save her people as a foreshadowing of Jesus saving us. Yes, yeah. 
yeah, such an inspiring example. Just, yeah, to be able to hear her story and, yeah. If you could choose anything to eat for dinner, what would you be eating? So anything at all. Um, that's a difficult one. <laughs> so many good choices. Right. Um, well, we are Mount Tannins. Well, we are Mount Tannins, and my in are ranchers. So a good steak with a baked mm. potato sounded pretty good. Yes. <laughs> so I've got a few would you rather questions just to go through quickly. Would you rather go to the beach or to the mountains? I'm a mountains girl. I love the beach, but there's just something about those mountains. Yes. I, I wondered if you would say that. Mountains are good. <laughs> would you rather eat sweet or savory food? I am a yeah, resident sugar tooth. My <laughs> husband calls me his sweet queen. Yes. yes. I'm all about the sweet. What are your favorite sweet foods to eat? I'm a candy girl. Mm. <laughs> I really like, I don't know if you guys have these there, but they're called Nikos, Nico wafers. No, I'm sure we have something that's similar, but I don't know that particular name. Yeah, they've been my favorite since I was like little and everyone here is like, oh, they're that good, but I don't know, something about them. <laughs> they're nostalgic for me, I guess. Mm. Would you rather listen to music or podcasts? I think that kind of depends on like my mood and what I'm doing. Usually I'm going to lean towards podcasts, but if I am doing something and can't focus on listening as well, music. I yeah. love both. Yeah. Sometimes just to pick up my mood, music is good, but yeah, podcasts are always good too. Oh. So my last question, which is one that I love hearing all these recommendations, what is the best book that you've read in the last year? That's a good one, and I ask people that, and I feel bad because it's a hard question to answer. Um, right now, I'm going through what is it called? Own Your Life by Sally Clarkson. Anything by Sally is always so full of wisdom and really good. I haven't actually okay. read any of her books, but I've yeah listened to her podcast and Instagram, so I know, yeah. I think it must be so encouraging, yeah. So what is that one about? It's just about taking control of, like, your thoughts and your ability to just live into the calling God has on your life. Yeah, wow. Yeah, this sounds good. Yeah, it's been really good. The fun thing is I'm going through it with a few friends, so I always love how that brings just so much more perspective and things to books. Oh, that is good, yeah. So I think we've come to the end of our podcast chat now. So thank you again, Amber, for coming on. And yeah, I know um, your message has been so encouraging and just reminding us of Jesus and the abundant life that he offers. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me, Bella. It's been a joy. Yeah, you're very welcome. Were you as encouraged by that talk as I was? It's such a good reminder that God's abundance isn't about things being perfect. It's about God being present with us and his strength, even when things are far from perfect. So next week, um, we're going back to a solo episode, Just Me Talking, and we're going to start a new little series, and it's based on 
a devotional that I wrote last year called A Holy History. So looking at the big picture of the Old Testament, looking at the promises that God made and how they point to Jesus. So we're going to be starting next time with Adam and Eve. So I hope you join us for that. Looking forward to starting and I will see you again for tea soon.